Welcome to Elevated Insights, the podcast that takes you on a journey of personal growth. Join us each week as we explore how to overcome challenges, embrace opportunities, and transform your life. I'm your host, Val Hunting, and each week I speak with Angie Tumlinson, the thought leader and CEO of Elevate You Institute. Angie Tumlinson is a master of the transformative process and brings a fresh perspective to the outdated coaching paradigm. We hope you enjoy this podcast and look forward to exploring many opportunities and ideas with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Elevated Insights with Angie Tumlinson, the thought leader and CEO of Elevate You Institute. Um, Today, we're doing a podcast in support of Angie's February 2024 uh, free event, Love Fiercely. Um, she does a monthly uh, live event each month. And if you haven't checked those out, they're amazing and wonderful and you should. So if you want more information, go head over on to angietumlinson.com to register. So good morning, Angie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I have a slight, I'm just glad everyone know, I have a slightly plugged up nose. So if there's strange noises and frantic Kleenex, you know, grabbing, that's me. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. Right. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I was thinking about, you know, the idea, um, you know, as I've been teaching class lately, you know, the idea of being interested or committed toward, you know, whatever endeavor you're going after, be it a goal, if you want to call it a goal, or, you know, building relationships or creating a type of, uh, you know, position for yourself or you're circulating money. You know, um, I think sometimes when we're working towards something, there comes this moment where you've got to ask yourself, am I interested in this or am I seriously committed toward the growth of of what I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I used to look at goals, you know, as something that I failed at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I had this belief or this idea that, you know, goals are, are something that I can't achieve. You know, I loved writing out things for the day though. You know, I I love checking off lists. I don't know about you, but, you know, I love that I did all these things. And I used to think goals were meant for me to get something at the end, like some reward. And I could tell you raising, you know, three daughters, uh, I can do as many lists as you want to. I'm not really sure you get this beautiful reward at the end of the day or week (laughs) or month or year or century. Uh, But sometimes you, you realize uh, that kind of goal, that type of goal is that that goal you're wanting to get something from. And goals are not meant for you to get. They're meant for you to grow. This was a wild concept for me that I learned uh, back in 2015 that goals are, are not meant to get. They're there to help you grow. And I think this is what's so interesting about uh, are you interested or are you committed toward your goal is that people want to do their goal where they're currently at the kind of person that they're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if you wanted a goal at the person that you are right now, you would already have it. That's correct. Yes. So the idea of this word comes up, I want that. And that 
shows something different than I need that. I think when I'm doing my shopping list of things to do, you know, my to-do list was things that I need and I knew had to fulfill those and it felt good checking them off. And I got my spiritual coinage, uh, which is a word that, you know, I heard a while back uh, a few years ago about, you know, getting spiritual coin and then the physical coin. And so some things that I write on a list are really a spiritual coin. I feel good about myself. You know, it feels wonderful, but there's nothing that's really helping me in my own circulation of things. And so I really began to realize that if I really wanted something, if I looked at that and I said, I want that, you know, like for me, when I first started, I wanted a better income. I wanted to have more money. And um, I knew how to work hard. I had a dad who taught me a very good lesson. You know, you've got to work hard for your money. He yeah. was a logger. Uh, and he had a really strong sense of a work ethic and working really hard. So I had that, but I didn't ask myself what I wanted. Yeah. And from working that hard, I really wanted money. And I, I, I would say that I was committed to the idea uh, committed to working hard, but I, I wasn't committed to making a lot of money. And that was a shift. You know, I come from a pastoral background. I come from business background. And so to say that I want money sounds, for me, that was just not okay to say that. Yeah. I want yeah. more money. So um, the idea of saying what it is that I want to know that I didn't know how to do it. I did not know how to make a lot of money. I knew how to work, but yes. I didn't know how to make a lot of money. So that took a different mind, a mind shift. And so the way that I was doing it wasn't going to help me get there. Uh, yeah. The way that I knew how to work hard was not going to help me make the kind of money that I wanted. There was no way I could work any harder. So I had to learn to think differently so I got interested in something and then uh, an idea was given to me, turn your annual income into a monthly income, which might seem really far-fetched. That's 12Xing your income. And two months later, I 12Xed my income. And that was shocking to me Yeah, uh, because I realized that I already had it within me to do it. I just wasn't committed to the idea of bringing it out. There's a really great saying that I, I heard that a person a person doesn't make $100,000 a year because uh, they want to make $100,000 a year. They make $100,000 a year because that's what they know how to do. Yeah. And they don't know how to make $100,000 a month. Yeah. And that was shocking to me. I thought about it and I did not know how to make uh, 50 grand a month. I did not know how to do that. So I began with an idea that I was interested in it, and then I came to this place of being committed to it. And I was committed to it, committed to the idea. And even though I landed on it on the first, second, third month, because I was committed to the idea, <clears throat> a lot of old ideas started showing up about the third month in. And my income went down, which I think happens to many, many people about you know, they do well at something and then an, then an old behavior, an old idea of themselves shows up again. And so they get, they go back to that, this interruptive energy of themselves comes back in and you tend to go backwards. And that, that happened to me as well. And going back and forth in your mind, I think is where 
it can get really, really frustrating and you want to give up on the goal. Yeah. Yeah. You want to give up on the idea. I think there's a couple of really key things there listening to the summary. Firstly, the goal, a want versus a need, you know? So when someone says, Oh, you know, I really like, for example, I need to lose weight. I'm going to set a goal in the new year to join the gym and do these things. Firstly, um, if you don't really want it, your, your passion is obviously like, you're not going to do whatever it takes, you know? Mm -mm. And I think, um, the other thing is, you know, you you say you have to, you had to have a different mindset. You had to almost be a, a, a different person. And so in doing so, you need to identify with, you know, who is Angie that makes 50,000 a month. And then, um, where your dedication comes to the goal is, when you can make the decisions in from that place, you know, so if I get, so if I use the example again of the gym, let's say I really, really wanted to, like I was just consumed with the idea, then all of the decisions that I make are in support of that goal. So I always, you know, I always go to the gym. I, you know, change my eating habits, whatever it is, because I really want you know, that's a very oversimplified way of looking at it. I think there's, I think people often will set goals that they think they should set or they need, and they don't get there as well because they're not burning with fire about the goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why sometimes when, you know, you go to your doctor or, um, you know, you go, let's say you go to your doctor and your doctor says, you know, you need to lose weight and it's, and again, it comes from a need and that is not, that's not very inspiring at all. That doesn't really shift the idea of yourself. No. But you may have something like a health condition that shows up. Yeah. And now there is, I want that now. I want to lose weight. If they're telling me this is the cause and effect to yes. what I'm doing now, I want to do it. Now there's a, there's a shift in your behaviors and your thoughts, which is, you're shifting a true paradigm then your paradigm is operating without you really thinking about it. It's just a, it's just a habitual way of doing life. And then when something happens and you have an emotional impact towards it, you want to switch. There are many people that um, my dad was one of them. Uh, I have my own by the way, but we'll talk about my dad. (laughs) My dad wanted to quit smoking. He, you know, he grew up smoking. He, you know, smoked most of his life and he would go through these periods where everyone would get on him about smoking and you know he would he would do it to appease other people but man it was his trigger to survive that if something went sideways you know even though my mother wanted him to quit it didn't really matter when he was in the stressful points of his life yeah it's the same thing with me i have my own stressful things that happen and so even though i may want to not eat sugar or i might you know i i want to fit into a size whatever you know i i will do it to make other people happy but i'm not really doing it for myself yeah that's where you'll find you're not really committed because really we have a preservation of self yes we really do so until there's an emotional impact with self do you really want to change it? And yeah. I think um, what happened to me with the income is that I was really tired of stressing over money. I was really tired of denying myself so much. I was really tired of doing what made everyone in my family feel comfortable. I wanted something different. And it caused lots of people to be very uncomfortable in my family to set a goal of making $50,000 a month. 
Yes. And even right now, I have a health a health thing that I, I really want. There's nothing really going on with my health, but I really would like to release, you know, some weight and I'd really like to get healthy. At first I was doing it because my friends were doing it and, you know, I wanted to fit in and, you know, then those couple of years went by and that, that really didn't do it. But now I'm at a place where I'm not doing it because of how I feel about myself as, you know, a coach. I'm not doing it because my mother told me to do it. I'm not doing it. My husband has never asked me to lose weight. He's the kindest man ever. But, um, you know, no one's ever asked me to lose, uh, you know, weight before where I've said, yeah, I'm going to do it. But it came to a point within myself that I said, I want something different. Yes. And, you know, I, I failed. I started and I would fail because the old ideas would come back. So when you're committed the old ideas will come back and you will find a solution to those old ideas. You're finally ready to face the old ideas. The treasure is in the old ideas. The old ideas show up. Recognizing them, yeah. yeah, yeah, And recognizing that. So this last week, you know, in class, we were talking about uh, the art, the art of contemplation, that sometimes things that you're really hard on yourself, um, if you'll give yourself a moment of feeling the uncomfortableness in. And part of it is, I found this really great meditation that I really loved, you know, where he got us doing this ocean breathing <clears throat> of just breathing in and breathing out and pretending it was like, you know, waves on, on the beach. Yeah. And then, you know, your problem is like an island and you don't charge the island, you know, you just observe it. You just breathe toward it but you allow it now here's what's really good when you allow things that you're committed to and you're contemplating the things that like that is that it allows you actually to expand when you finally accept the idea and you allow it to come in when that happens this amazing thing of expansion happens and when it happens you're able to transform it because you're not forcing it you're just becoming aware and letting it settle on its own you don't yes. judge it anymore you don't yes. criticize it anymore you just let it be there in your life yeah. so right now you know i'll use this idea of being committed to getting in uh, getting healthy is working out do i like going into the gym every day no, I have to be honest, I don't. Um, but, well, now I'm going to brag about something. I was really fortunate. Somebody gave me a whole gym. I um, know, that's amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> Somebody gifted me a whole gym. Uh, a gym went out of business and I happened to have a space that was big enough. And so this whole gym showed up. I had no idea how to even use the equipment. Uh, so I got some help with that. Uh, super grateful for that. But um, so all I have to do now is go downstairs and my whole family has really chipped in because they could see that I was committed. Yes. So uh, my husband started, this place is like almost a three car garage. It's in our basement. And he went and he he saw my commitment that I was going in there, 
even though all these pieces of equipment were sort of jammed in there and there was other things in there, he saw my commitment to it after two weeks and he was like, we have to do something different about this. So he took out everything and made space for the equipment. And then he repaired the walls and hung a TV in there for me. Amazing. Got a uh, sound system in there. And so my coach comes in and I have music and I have a 30 second thing so I can, you know, work on the machines and the coach is helping me with the machines. So I've been doing it now for three weeks and I actually enjoy it. I, I actually look forward to it. My tennis shoes are right there. Um, so I just, I go in there and I, I work out and I, I breathe into it. It's uncomfortable. I have to tell you, my muscles were sore. Um, yeah, I have to go up and down the stairs and man, I don't want to. And, but I just keep allowing myself to be okay with being uncomfortable. I don't judge it. I don't say this is stupid. I just, am uncomfortable but i'm committed i'm i'm past interested i'm committed because i know i know from my past experiences that the soreness will wear off and i'll start getting results and i already see results after three weeks already yeah just doing a half an hour every day and it's um there's no more excuses there's No. no more excuses so you want to remove all the excuses that you have like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go outside of my house. Well, a whole gym showed up at my house. So that <laughs> isn't going to work. Um, you know, it's ugly in the room. Well, that's not going to work. They're painting in there even. My family has come and worked out with me. And, you know, you, you start gathering evidence that it will work. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the consistent showing up for yourself you know, because again, that takes um, a different decision, you know, it takes yeah. different decisions to be able to do that every day, you know, and that's, as you say, where the growth comes in, because you're making decisions from a person that really is committed to that goal. Yeah, I was thinking about other words of, you know, committed. You could use the word, I'm dedicated. I'm yeah. dedicated. So, um this helps with being interested or committed is to be able to say I'm dedicated to it. So uh, one of the things I did to help me be dedicated is I, I told myself I would work out every day. Well, that didn't, I didn't pick a time. So then I picked a time, you know, with my coach, okay, I'll go in at this time. He had me commit to a time to be dedicated to a time. And I would, my appointments would go over. And so we were always starting them late. And so he said, why don't we pick just a random time? And so I decided, because I start work at 5.30, because we have clients all over the world. So I start at 5.30 a.m. And so I said, okay, let's do it at 1.11. What a great angel number to start on. (laughs) Um, So we do 1.11. And so I, I, I go in there about, a little bit before one and I get my shoes on and then I just breathe. I give yeah. myself a chance to breathe and settle into the room. So by the time he FaceTimes me, um, I'm settled. I'm at my machine and I'm ready to go. So one eleven is when we start. Nice. And um, <clears throat> I think I'm about ready to change it to three thirty, though. 
<laughs> yes, yeah. I do find I have been having clients, you know, just come a little bit after. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it to 333. I'm not going to do it right at 330. I'm doing it just a little bit after, but most of my work is done around one or two. So, you know, you just, you keep being committed to it. You keep being dedicated to it. You, the first time you, you do it, you make a decision about it. It may not work out. So be dedicated to the idea and you might change your commitment of, okay, I was doing it at one and then I went to one eleven, and then, you know, now I'm going to do three thirty three. but I'm, I'm committed to getting it done. I'm committed. Yes. I'm just changing yes. my dedication in a different way. So those are another, you know, you know, it's funny because dedication is bigger than I think love. Yeah, you. I, it is a hundred percent. It is a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of the difference between dedication and love, what do you think of? Well, I think of my dad with my mom. So my mom was in a care home for many, many years with MS, and um, he was dedicated to her in that he would go down there twice a day and feed her lunch and dinner without fail, you know, unless he was driving someone to Kalispell for a hospital or something. And um, to me, that was more than just loving her. That was being dedicated to serving her. He didn't have to. She was in a full-time care facility, you know. They had people there. He didn't have to. But he was dedicated to her and um, her well-being and his you know his love for her but i always thought that was an act that was greater than love yeah yeah especially when you know somebody's in a care home and you know they're not quite themselves and you know it's not always pleasant to be around situations like that and so you're it's it's some people will call it a labor of love but it is a dedication it's It's beyond Because it is, it's a labor, it's a labor, and it's something that you're dedicated to. You know, I have uh, a client right now, and, um, you know, it's similar situation where, you know, it's a dedication to help somebody, and, you know, it's very, very difficult, and sometimes she's really challenged with the thought, but she's yes. very dedicated to the idea, and she knows it's another person's journey, so she's dedicated and gives you know, selflessly uh, toward it. But that behavior or that, that idea is really, when you do things, you might not be in love with it yet, but you're dedicated to it, you're committed to it. We have this um, part in our brain, I just learned about this a few months ago, about the anterior mid-singular cortex. And this develops, <laughs> what, they, what they have found is that people who are in, who, who are athletes have this part in their, their brain that's very lit up. And it's very, very strong. And people who live very, very long, this area in their brain is very, very big. And what it is, it's when you do something that you don't quite like doing, but you do it for the greater outcome of what it is that you want. And it really, it I think this is where will grows. Yes. This is where our ability <laughs> to, to grow the will. And so when people say, this is uncomfortable, I don't want to do it. Well, you're, you're actually making your life smaller and smaller. And it really is that the fittest survived, survival of the fittest. Yes. And it's... Um, 
I, and that's where evolution takes place. That's where transformation takes place is when you do things that you don't particularly like, but you find a way to um, be committed to it because you yeah. know, the outcome is what is what you, what you can see for yourself. This is what makes a goal achiever. I think really uh, a really good goal achiever is when they're doing something that they might not like, but they want the pleasing result. Yes. And I find people who don't survive or people who um, really lag are people who want pleasing methods. Yes. And they stay with their method and then they never transform. So, you know, being a coach, I have lots of people who come and they come and study um, the material through where they currently are and they'll they'll have their likes or their dislikes um, and they'll give up they'll come in and they'll say, this is uncomfortable for me, or I don't agree with you or, or whatever. And it, because it's really hitting them. And then I have to persuade them that of course it's uncomfortable. Of course it doesn't feel good. Um, yeah. I think but, that's the other thing too. It's, it's a, the goal um, should, should push you out of your comfort zone. And I think that's the other thing is, you know, the statistics that you've shared before on goal setters is just nuts to me. <clears throat> yeah. And so, and, and so what I think is that, you know, you know, there's probably a large part of people that um, set goals that aren't really a stretch and, you know, they can easily do them within, and they may even like to do it's something that fits in their normal routine that they like, you know, they don't really think about something that's really going to stretch them, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you really, if you really think about, you know, going after a goal or going after something that you want, you have to ask yourself, am I interested or am I committed? And then you, you begin to realize it's going to be uncomfortable and you have to become dedicated and you go through periods of contemplation of allowing yourself to have that expansion in yourself and, and you don't judge it. You just let the expansion be there to have that transformation and then you come to this point of understanding that the dedication that you have toward it really is building a part of your will. And that will is really what evolution is about. And, you know, when you were talking about, you know, the statistics of goals, I'll just rattle them off really quickly, but only 13% of the population has a goal. Yeah. Think about that in a, in a planet that has 8 billion people only 13% have a goal, a goal that they are um, committed to. Yes. Uh, there's people, lots of people that are interested in goals for sure, but only 13% are, are really committed. And out of the 13% that are committed, only 5% have the goal written down, <clears throat> which is shocking to me. They have this kind of idea, I'm committed to going in this direction, but I don't really want to name it because I don't want to be disappointed that I'll fail. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. I, do, I don't want to have to speak it or articulate it or, yeah. you know, which, how is it ever going to become live? Yeah, that's yeah. that's shocking. And then the most shocking one at all, of all, statistic of all. Yeah, well, 3%, <laughs> three. Three, yes. 3% uh, have their goal written down and work toward it every day. Most people have interruptive energy out of the past thought of themselves and they keep doing it because it feels most comfortable they aren't creating that new identity yet 
Yeah. And here's the most shocking. Only 1% of society achieves their goal. Only 1%. 1%. That's just 1%. And I think it really starts out with the idea of, am I interested? I, I can have and in, in, be inspired. We get inspiration lots, but inspiration has a very, very, very short shelf life. Yes. Very short shelf life. Yeah. And that's why we'll get interested. And then a moment later, the next day, we aren't interested in squirrel. it. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. And so we just chase, we, we let the, the tail wag the dog yes. and we don't, we don't learn to wag the tail of what it is that we're pleased about. We aren't committed and dedicated you know, like a dog, a dog is committed and dedicated and man, when it's happy, it wags its tail. And, you know, it's, we aren't, we aren't really committed to the idea. We haven't really built this, this part of ourselves. So if you choose something, be very serious when you choose something, when you get past inspiration and you decide, am I interested or committed and then be dedicated to it. And then, you know, you're going to contemplate what does it mean in my life and change your old behaviors. And that's where you have transformation. And, you know, this is not a simple thing that I'm talking about, but it is the evolution of our being. Yes. And most of us, we get kind of comfortable and we stay there and we don't do these updates. And it's very important to do these software updates of ourself. Think about a computer that doesn't get a software update, you know, it locks up. And so when we don't, when we don't do that, uh, we start, we have a tendency to go backwards. And this is where we find unhappiness. We get frustrated. You know, we live in the glory of yesterday's world. You know, you and I went to high school together and, you know, yeah. it's really easy to go back and talk about yesterday. Yeah. Um, or sometime in the future that never arrives as well. Right. Those yeah. are the two easiest places for the brain to go. Yeah. And so we want to learn how to be present Learn how to be present and in the moment, uh, renew your commitment and renew your dedication in the moment. Those moments that get you off track, those are the best treasures of all is because you get to say, oh, thank you for showing up to let me know this is one of the things that gets me off. How can I solve that? Yeah. And And it becomes a joy to solve like that. Exactly. And also I think, you know, when you're stressed or, or, you know, uh, get interruptive energy from someone else who wants you to pay attention to their thing or whatever, you know, a, a tool that you've said that I think works really well is to stop and say, what does this have to do with my goal? Anything, you know, does yeah. it have anything to do with it or not? If it doesn't um, let it go, like don't get involved in that, you know, yeah. and it's a really, it's those little decisions in the moment. Firstly, it's the awareness to be like, Oh, yeah. what is happening here? You know? Yeah. And then um, the decision to filter it. I I think when it seems like such a simple thing, I know, (laughs) but it was like really mind blowing to me because it's like, oh yeah, like in the moment I can, I can make that distinction. It's a perfect filter for me to immediately get pulled back, you know, and focused. And I love that idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just love that idea. You know, I was thinking about so many people ask me, because I, I do call myself a natural laws expert, and every so many people say, I want to learn the natural laws, I want to learn them. And um, I do have a laws class that I teach, but um, there's one really great law that uh, the first first two laws that I really studied 
actually there was three, but anyhow, the first one that I studied was the law of polarity. That if, if it shows, if for every in, there's an out. For every yes. up, there's a down. Uh, there's always a polarity to everything that we are around. There's a polarity for everything. So if I'm getting a result that I don't particularly like, um, I know that there's a cause and effect to it. So as I'm going through this idea of being interested or committed, things are going to show up that may not feel really good. And I'll say, okay, if this is showing up, what's the opposite that I could feel right now? If I really, I ask myself, what would I love in this moment? You've got to be in the moment to ask yourself, what would I love when the uncomfortableness shows up? What would I love? Well, I would love for this to be a lot easier than what it is right now. Okay, perfect. What would that look like then? Yes. So, if you can think it, you know, way over to the left, you can think it way over to the right. No more effort is required. It's just a matter of perception of how you're looking at it. The other thing is for every single effect that we want in life, every every place that we want to go, there is a cause. There is a cause for it. So this, there is, we guess sometimes at the cause to make the effect. Like we're thinking in our mind, this is what I would love. We're guessing at causes. And it takes a while to really land on the cause that works for you. And you'll have a lot of interruptive energy of people's um, results in their life. And they want to complain about their results. And you'll, you're going to want to get involved in the investigation of their cause to their effect. And it has nothing to do with your goal. Yeah. And so a lot of times when the drama of someone else shows up and we feel obligated to commit to their idea uh, because it seems easier to solve than our own. And so then you get caught up in their drama and now you're thinking about their drama and now you're contemplating their drama and You've got to be able to distraction becomes a total distraction. And this is where you want to be able to say, wait, wait a minute. What does that have to do with my goal has nothing. The law of cause and effect is at play and that is their cause and effect. It's not mine. Yes, exactly. You know, I've I've even done this with, uh, you know, it might seem really, really callous, but it is such a kindness even for people that are suffering to be able to have them realize their own cause and effect not blaming, not blaming, no, 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 no. No. but to give, empower them. Because I think when we try and solve it for them, we actually, we disempower them. We actually don't believe in their potential of solving it. We believe we can solve it for them, but they can't solve it for themselves. So getting really good at asking questions, which is the same. You want to get really good at asking questions of yourself and your commitment or your dedication to it. Get really good at asking yourself questions. What would I love right now? How would that look towards my I, my new identity or the where I want to go? So I think you know transformation through this this idea of being interested or committed to live in the end result to create to find the cause to get the effect that you want. Yes. I think that's. Um, I think that's really the difference between being interested or committed. Interested is you just think about it. Committed is you're dedicated to figuring out the cause to the effect. Yes. That's where the transformation happens. If if you already knew how to do it, you would already be there. You'd be doing it. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly right. So really growth starts from this question of am I interested or committed? I love yeah. it. 
so so good so good. well i'm i'm really looking forward to our monthly event coming up called love fiercely and the reason is we're going to get more into past committed we're going to and past being dedicated we're going to talk about what does it take to love fiercely and yes. um I think there comes a point where you're making a decision and then there comes a point where you're living it and you want to really fall in love with it. So um, anyway, exciting, exciting. Yeah. February 21st and 22nd, is it? Yeah. Yeah. February. Yeah. You know, February is a really important month to me. (laughs) May I just say, (laughs) yeah, it's my birthday month. Uh, So I, my birthday isn't until February 26th, but I do highly recommend you write that date down. So you now know, but yes, exactly. (laughs) It was my birthday. (laughs) But I start off February is, you know, a renewal to myself. It's just, I don't really do it in December or January. No, I really do it in February. Uh, it's close to my birthday and I ask myself, what do I want in life? And it's this great awakening with the hoopla, of, you know, December and January. It seems like February is such a good month. And, um, you know, my family, my sister has her birthday in it. My mom and dad's anniversary was today, actually, February oh, 3rd. Yeah. Yeah, February third. Today's the day Bob Proctor passed away. Uh, my oh, mentor. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a big day. Yeah. It's so a big just day. Yeah. Lots of lots of things happen in the month of February. I, it's the love month. It, of course. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's a big. It's a big. Big decisions. Big ideas. You know, in the month of February. So a lot of people try to do dry January because it's the shortest month. <laughs> February dry February or dry I mean some people do dry January but a lot of people that are like I can't possibly go 31 days I can only do 28 or in this case this year 29 29 it's a leap year yeah Yeah. can't do but you know it's you know I just want to encourage people that any idea that you hold in your mind you can absolutely achieve and it comes from a place of transforming yourself and the first question you want to ask, am I just interested or am I committed? And I think start yes. there. And um, what a beautiful journey, you know, when you have a goal. And so if you have a goal right now that you're working on, congratulations. If you're wanting one, that's awesome. Find one. Find something to uh, grow and learn about yourself. Something, these hidden pieces of ourselves that we've given up that we now want to reclaim and yes. live. Um you know, as an adult, you get to do that. You get to reclaim some of the things you let go of as a child and and go back and have a childlike behavior, uh, not being a child, but <laughs> childlike wonder towards your your idea, your identity that you want to bring out. So, yeah. anyway, it's good. Beautiful. So much, Mal. Thank you very much. I'm glad that we're doing a new episode. It's been a while. Always a Always a pleasure. Love it. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Have a wonderful day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Elevated Insights. If you are interested in working with Angie Tumlinson, go to our website at angietumlinson.com. Here you can book a call, join her free webinar, or find out more information about the services that Angie provides. 